Welcome to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology. Well, it's a landmark, or some people might call it a point of interest. It's episode 10 of Location Matters. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Adam Mullet. I'm the marketing manager here at NGIS. I'm also joined today by our executive director of NGIS, Richard Bentley, and Nicola Dalmazzo, who is the head of sales for Google Maps in Asia. And we're very lucky to have him down here in the NGIS office. And today we're going to be talking a lot about Google Maps, where it's going, and how you can actually use it in, in a practical sense. So Google Maps, it's uh, it's something that's very close to my heart. You know, I work with Google Maps on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and I've seen it evolve over the last couple of years. Nicola, tell us, you know, where do you see Google Maps going at the moment? Thank you, Adam, um, and hi, everybody. Um, yeah, it's true. Uh, Google Maps evolved a lot uh, and during the years. Actually, Google Maps was uh, launched as a consumer product. And it became uh, um, an enterprise solution when more and more companies saw the, the power of this technology and asked Google actually to, to open up uh, APIs. These were some of the oldest APIs that Google had. But during the years, uh, um, we realized that actually was needed at a certain point really to put uh, like a stop and rethink from the fundamentals um, these APIs uh, to really build uh, um, uh, an enterprise solutions. And since Google is becoming very serious in, the, in this space with all the effort in cloud, uh, the recent launch uh, uh, on Google Map Platform is really the effort to combine the power of the data that we had already before with uh, a very strong infrastructure that is from Google Cloud. Richard. Yeah, I suppose uh, from my point of view, the the um, you know location intelligence, it's um, it's now moving from you know uh, giving information out to collecting information and and then actually uh, not regurgitating but sort of in a different form making it useful to the end consumer. I mean, like uh, Nicola was saying, it's um, it's moved from that uh, consumer base to an enterprise uh, an enterprise stack. And there's now a lot more data that's available. You know, it's it started with uh, points of interest, uh, address validation, you know, reverse geocoding, geocoding, uh, speed zones was in there for a while. I'm not sure what happened to those. Nicola, maybe you can uh, talk about those <laughs> ones. <laughs> um, and, you know, now we've uh, traffic congestion, travel time, things that people are interested in as well. So, And there's a lot of data that uh, Google are collecting around that so that uh, it can add value to other business processes uh, and then we could take advantage of them in the AI, uh, you know, that sort of space in, in, in the cloud, uh, on a cloud platform. One of the things I think is most fascinating about the evolution of Google Maps is it has gone from that actual map and being able to see the points of interest and now we're starting to see uh, applications where the map doesn't even need to be there and that's something that's, you know, it's a bit of a newsflash it's now allowed under the Google Maps platform that you don't actually visualize the map. So when you're doing things like deciding uh, whether to take an Uber or a bus and you can put in your start and end destination and it gives you the distance, works out the uh, price per kilometers and, and suddenly you have the answer you're looking for without actually having to see that map. 
So Google's constantly evolving, right? And it's always bringing out new products. What are some of the innovations that you're seeing in Google Maps? And, and tell us a little bit, Nicola, about some of the things people are actually going to be able to do with them. Yes, definitely. Um, I agree with both of you um, about the evolution also of the usage of this technology. This technology was used before from uh, industry that were heavy in location. So I'm talking about transportation, I'm talking about maybe mining uh, or logistic. Now, actually, every company is inter interested in this uh, new concept of location intelligence. Why? Because when we know where the customer is, we can serve it better, right? And we can also use this um, uh, information to assist uh, during, uh, for example, purchase or during a decision where, where is the closest uh, uh, pharmacy, for example. And many, many industries can, can benefit of that. Now, when you talk about uh, um, the the things that uh, I'm, I'm every day across uh, several business, okay, several industry covering a very large territory. So some of the use cases that um, I saw recently that were very, very interesting and innovative was, for example, something that we are starting to do with uh, um, uh, fintech. So um, no need in this case of a map, but uh, a lot of data on the back end that can uh, uh, monitor uh, where the transaction happens and where the people are. So if the transaction in a credit card happens in a place where the people is not there, where the person is not there, then immediately an alarm can, can be uh, uh, done by the bank and the card can be blocked. Or in other case, for example, my case, uh, I, I subscribe to a, a large bank in Singapore and after one week I fly to Australia. I took an hotel and immediately my car was blocked because, of course, the bank uh, trying to protect the risk of, uh, you know, fraud. But in reality, doing that is doing uh, not a favor to their customer. Instead, with using Maps technology, this could be solved and the bank can take a better decision than when it happens to me. Richard, what do you want to see? I mean, there's lots of technologies coming out all the time. Google's constantly innovating. Where do you want to see uh, new changes and what are some of the problems you'd like to see being solved with them? Well, I think one of the main problems is the uh, GPS location. You know, uh, with our smartphones uh, and Google Maps, we've all been to, you know, uh, high-rise cities. You're in Singapore, uh, in, in Sydney. Obviously not a lot of high-rise here in Perth. But you see, the without the GPS location, the map spins around and around. Now, Google uh, j just recently have uh, released, a, I suppose, something that's really groundbreaking in uh, the location sense, and that's image, uh, an image location service. So what it's using is uh, a massive image bank and to be able to, uh, I suppose, compare that image with the images that you're seeing through your phone and be able to tell you where you are. Uh, and that that is sort of next level as far as uh, as I can see it from the positioning sense. So that you know the positioning with GPS, fantastic. Get inside, it, it starts to wander. You've got Wi-Fi and things like that. But if we're using uh, this image positioning system that Google are, uh, I suppose, trialling at the moment, uh, I think that's a fantastic step forward for us. And one thing that I'm super excited about at the moment is the. The nexus between Google Cloud and or Google Cloud Platform and Google Maps. 
So there's so many new tools that are in there. Um, we've got BigQuery. We've got all the um, things like Google Earth Engine, which allow you to understand our world at a planetary scale. And this really opens up a whole new world of possibilities. It's no longer just about where is my object? How far away is another object? You can ask all these new questions. Nicola, where do you have to go if you want to start learning about all of these different things and start to come up with some ideas? Yes, so um, it's a completely new game, I would say. Before, people were specialized in uh, geo. Um, we're using a lot of data coming from uh, Google Maps APIs. Now, um, you can combine this data that is growing more and more, Richard was saying before, with the power of an infrastructure that would allow you to make this data useful. Because having a lot of data but not being able to manage and to combine with a specific uh, algorithm that is uh, answering to a specific problem is not a lot of value. So my advice will be really like uh, for the people that are very interested in geo, start also to open up a little bit uh, towards uh, the cloud technology, especially um, in, uh, in computing, in storage, in machine learning. All concept that, as I said, will announce the data that Geo is bringing into into the system, and uh, with the new platform uh, um, that will be uh, integrated completely um, into uh, Google Cloud Console, um, people will start to see many APIs that were maybe not so familiar before, uh, and these APIs are the cloud APIs. So maybe try some of them, try to com combine some of your actual solution with some of this uh, um, infrastructure and see what has come out of this, because this is going to be really the, the next innovations. Richard, what do you see? Uh, people who are coming from the cloud side, are they going to have an easier time getting into GIS? Or is it going to be more GIS people moving into you know, this sort of machine learning infrastructure side? Where, where do you see people moving? No, that's a good question, Adam. Um, I suppose with GIS, uh, they've been working with large amounts of data from the get-go, from the 80s, you know, uh, large images, large raster data sets, I mean, large vector data sets, those sorts of things. So I think making the transition uh, the other way to use the tool sets will be, I think, easier for uh, the, the mapping or the location-based uh, people and then the concepts coming the other way from, you know, large data, uh, data miners, those digital, digital data mining, um, coming back into the, the spatial realm. Um, I, I think it's both ways will be fairly, fairly uh, easy. I mean, if you're looking for a, uh, a great partner in the cloud space, obviously NGIS can help you through that because, <laughs> uh, like Nicholas said, there are literally uh, what, 50, 60 uh, different API groups in cloud platform, and it's growing on a daily basis. And I think some of the guys, the, uh, the Google guys selling cloud platform were saying in the early days it was very difficult to keep up because there were so many new APIs coming out and giving you access to uh, information. I mean, we're using uh, big storage. Uh, we've got a, a database that's grown by six million records a day. Um, and, you know, doing that in a sort of like an Oracle instance or something, you know, like doing it in the old way, it just wouldn't be possible. Or it'd cost you so much money, it would be, you know, uh, just financially not viable. 
Uh, I want to add something on what Richard say. Um, I really believe that specialization will be key for the successful of the partner in the future. Because, um, of course, uh, um, the technology that a company like Google will make available to everybody will continue to grow. But it's only the right combination of these technologies to solve a specific problem that can be for an industry or can be for a, a specific area, like, for example, location. Uh, intelligence um, really will make like a difference because having only only you know the knowledge of all this all, all these many technologies as a name for example will not help you right well let's swing back to Google Maps platform now not everyone will be aware that the old Google Maps API and that used to come in two flavors the standard plan and the premium plan they're disappearing and they're being being uh, replaced by Google Maps platform, and in terms of the commercial model, it's being aligned very closely to other cloud providers, including Google Maps, uh, sorry, Google Cloud Platform. And one of the things, Nicola, you've said in the past is the value with Google Maps platform going forward is really going to be how can we align the revenue model or the business engine for a, a company to the way they pay for, for Google Maps? Yes, as I said before, with Google Maps platform, we want to really to reset a little bit the um, the geospace of Google and uh, go back from the initial wish um, that is having free APIs for developer that can continue to innovate using this technology, this powerful technology, and Google Map Platform will allow $200 every month for developer to be used across all the APIs. Um, and this will continue to generate innovation. On the other side, when this innovation is plugged to a business and became so the engine of a company, then has to enter in a contract of uh, um, enterprise. So when you do that, then Google will assure you um, a proper SLA, a support seven day uh, out of seven, uh, and will continue to uh, give you like all the best of the technology. Of course, this change will have an impact to many companies. Some companies will pay less, some companies will pay more, some companies that never paid before because we're using the APIs, but in a context that was for, for an enterprise, but with the contract was for a developer, then he has to start to pay. And it's there that it's a moment now for each company to really think about the value of this technology. And not only on the short term, but on the long term. So when you show to a customer where is your closest shop, you give him very important information to generate a transaction. And all this can be monitored and can be also then transformed in a proper ROI. So in other case, instead, for example, the API was used, but wasn't generating any, any money. So this should be stopped, I would say. So really is the time now for any company to see where is the implementation, to see if the implementation of these APIs uh, is well done. It can be maybe rethink across the customer journey and then give a proper value and decide if you, they want to continue to invest in Google Maps or in, in other cases, maybe find some easier, simpler solutions. Richard, what would you say to someone if they're trying to decide whether or not Google Maps has value for their business? Or what sort of questions would you ask them? 
I suppose just understanding their business, uh, their, bus their business model, how they want to interact with their customers, what problems they're trying to solve. Um, and we've seen this a lot, you know, when we were selling Google in the early days, we'd have a lot of startup businesses coming to us um, and saying things like, you know, we want to use Google Maps because it's the best, it's the best product, it's the most up to date, um, you know, on a, in a global sense. Uh, sure, you can get, you know, pockets of uh, open street maps or whatever that might be a little bit more up to date, but on a global sense, someone that wants to take that global uh, that global approach, Google, you know, is the far the far better product. Um, but what it, what we were seeing with the uh, I suppose the the startup companies, they'd have to put out ten thousand um, dollars to to build that product, and that was really prohibitive for them. And it, it would it almost break my heart every time somebody had come to us with this fantastic uh, you know business model, but they hadn't factored in in their startup or their bootstrap. You know this this fairly large you know for Australian companies ten thousand dollars US is like oh it's like a hundred thousand Australian dollars nowadays. <laughs> that's that's a joke. Okay, <laughs> it's about you know. Fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars. So it's a it's a big outlay for an organisation. So I think, you know, this new approach from Google is going to really, um, you know, in, uh, endear them to the the startup community more so than they are now. I mean, they've got a great brand in the startup community, but this will just cement them in that uh, that place uh, as the as the premier partner for you know for people that want to get the best out of out of their products. I mean, I'd add something to that as well, that there were, in the previous premium plan, there were a lot of mismatch between um, the use case of Google Maps and the value that a company actually got out of it. You know, they might have had to buy a license because it was for internal use only, but perhaps only it was checked once a week by one employee, and um, there really wasn't much value for that. I think in the Google Maps platform going forward, there's going to be a lot more uh, companies that can see that direct translation between the cost they pay to Google, the amount they pay to Google, and to the value they get out. Nicola, just to, to finish off, tell us about some of the sorts of people who are going to benefit from the changes to the Google Maps platform's commercial model. Yes, Adam. So I think definitely the startup, uh, as Richard was saying, because now it's really like you have the possibility to start as a developer. If the business grow, uh, you can grow. You can scale the usage without any limit. And the more you're gonna use this technology, the less is gonna pay for each usage. Right? You're gonna have a volume discount. Um, so any startup can the, will not have this barrier, initial barrier, but also will not have like an art ceiling. It can really scale with the power of Google and with the infrastructure of cloud. Uh, also, some other clients that have um, a very strong fluctuation on uh, um, seasonality, for example, they will be able really like to, to have an answer from Google uh, at any point of time without problem in terms of QPS, for example, or um, just also on the, on the, on the infrastructure uh, itself. Um, and again, uh, if it's a retailer has a, a very, very strong uh, Black Friday, um, he, he will be sure that he can he can show like where the sales are going on, and at the same time pay less uh, the each visualization versus like a normal day in the summer, for example. So I think in general, um, 
this uh, new term of service and new pay as you go uh, just free the power of Google Maps more. Um, and so I'm looking forward to see really where this technology is going to bring several companies. All right. Well, thank you very much both for joining us on the podcast today. If you do enjoy the podcast, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher or on Spotify. You've been listening to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS covering the world of mapping and location technology. To find more episodes or to read our blog, check out our website, ngis.com.au.